0: Romans eight, eighteen. All right. It says this. Yet we suffer now. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. And we know that God causes everything. So I say everything. To work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I'm going to read that one more time. Yet we suffer now. But well, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. And we know that God causes everything, somebody say everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them for the next three hours. I want to talk from a message titled, Pain Hurts, But It Helps. Pain Hurts, But It Helps. Somebody say it helps. Say it louder. Say it helps. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for these students. Thank you for this family that we get to call youth first. I pray. That something in your word in this message tonight speaks to their hearts and changes their lives forever. And all God's people said, amen. High five your neighbor as you take your seat and say, ouch. Say, ouch, 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 ouch. I don't know if you noticed or not. I don't know if you've uh, witnessed this or not. I mean, I know it to be true, but hopefully if you haven't, not even hopefully, you will at some point, you need to know that life can be painful. We all know that. If you don't know that yet, again, you will experience it. Some of us have already experienced it. But if I told you maybe what if I told you that your pain has a purpose, that God can and wants to use your pain to push you closer to him and push you closer to your purpose? Or I want to ask you, will you allow the pain that you experience in your life to become a prison that you are bound by? It hurts. Pain can also be known as a number of different words. It can be known as suffering, agony, affliction, torture, torment, discomfort, hurt, struggle, trouble, labor. But what does pain mean? I'm going to give you a definition of pain. It'll be on the screen. Pain is physical, mental, or emotional suffering. Somebody say suffering. It's discomfort caused by injury or illness. It is a signal or a sign that there is a problem. By show of hands, real quickly, how many of you ever felt pain? You ever felt pain? All right. See, raise your hand, put your hands down. If You notice everybody in the room has felt some sense of pain. And throughout this series, we've taught you how to deal with pain. We've talked about pain. We talked about insecurity, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. We've talked about pain, but we haven't really talked about how it helps. Because according to the Bible, you will experience pain. If you don't believe me, Jesus said this in John chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you this so that you might have peace in your hearts because of me. While you are in the world, you will have to suffer. Somebody say suffer. But cheer up. I have defeated the world. Now, for some of you, like, Pastor Will, this isn't really one of these messages that I feel like it's real hype and a lot of energy. This this kind of feels different. I don't I don't want to suffer. But your pain Has a purpose. So please write this down. Number one, life can be painful, but pain has a purpose. Life can be painful, but pain has a purpose. We want the pain in your life to have a meaning. We don't want you to go through things just to go through things. We want you to go through that pain in life and realize there's a purpose attached to it. Why? Because pain ceases to be pain the moment you find out why you're hurting. And when you find out the why to your pain, that's called purpose. All of us struggle with pain. All of us feel something. All of us will go through things, hard things, and it all be different according to your story. But we all have to go through pain. It's inevitable. It's unavoidable. It's unescapable. So if we're going to go through it, we want we might as well learn how to grow through it. Somebody say pain. But how, Pastor Will, if what is hurting me is supposed to be helping me? How if what is hurting my life supposed to be helping my life? I don't. That kind of sounds like a conundrum. It doesn't make sense. I'm kind of confused by that. Well, let's, let's look at the Bible. Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Now it says long suffering. That's another word for patience. In fact, I'm gonna read it in a different translation. Galatians five twenty-two in the Amplified version says this: But the fruit of the spirit, the result of His presence with us, is love, which is unselfish concern for others joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Let me give you a definition for patience. Patience is the ability to suffer for a long time. See, a lot of you thought patience was being able to wait in the drive-thru for 10, 15 minutes when they got your order wrong, you just sit up there and wait for your food to come out. That's not what patience is. A lot of you thought patience is is when that, your little your little cousin your little sister your little brother is getting on your last nerve. you like you better leave me alone. I'm about to punch you. That's not patience. Patience is the ability to suffer for a long time. You know there's a there's another word in the Bible for the word patience for the word suffering for the word long suffering for this word perseverance. It's a word that that the Bible calls endurance. Somebody say endurance. Come on, somebody shout endurance. What's that? Endurance is the ability to endure pain without giving up. The ability to endure pain without giving up. I believe every time I talk to you, every single week I speak to you, every single week I communicate to you, I'm hoping that your faith is rising and you're gaining the ability to uh, to endure, that you learn the ability to not give up, that you continue to fight the good fight, that that you continue to run the race of faith. Endurance. And Jesus is our example of endurance. Jesus is our example of patience. Jesus is our example of long suffering. And he proves that life can be painful, but that pain has a purpose. Somebody say purpose. First Peter, chapter two, verse 21 says, for God called you to be God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example and you must follow in his steps. That's not an encouraging verse. It's almost communicating. It's actually communicating that if Jesus suffered, guess what? You are to suffer as well. We will go through trials. But not only is he our example, God understand. And not only does he understand your pain, even when you don't have the words to describe it, he he resonates with it. Romans 8, 26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Again, by show of hands, how many of you have been in so much pain you didn't have the words to describe? it? It's not everybody in the room, but we're talking about excruciating pain. You can put your hands down. Pain that is so harmful, that hurts so bad. That even if you went to the doctor, you'd be like, "Hey, on a, they have to ask you on a scale of one to ten, how hard? What is the level of your pain? You have to associate a number to it because you don't have the words to describe it." Somebody say pain. It sounds good, Pastor Will. But does God really understand my pain? Well, I want to tell you that Jesus felt pain. Jesus is not some God that doesn't know what we struggle with. He's never. He's not some God, some celestial being that's never experienced what we've experienced. He's experienced heartache grief, sorrow. He's felt pain. If you don't believe me, Luke 22, verse 44, and being in agony, he prayed more and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Talking about pain. In that story, this is where Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be arrested and Jesus shed blood praying for us before he ever shed blood from the pain of dying for us. Somebody say pain. That is how much he loves you. That is how familiar he is with pain. And this is when Jesus says to his disciples, they're there with him. He wasn't even by himself. He had his disciples. Not only did he have his disciples with him, he had his three closest people with him. And He says, hey, come with me over here. Stand and watch while I go over there and pray. He felt pain, so much pain that he didn't even want to be by himself. And then he says these words. He says, Father, if it is your will, let this cup pass from me, please. As if Jesus were to say these words, if we could transport ourselves 2000 years ago to this moment. Imagine right now you are sitting in the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is there praying and you're seeing Jesus. And these are the words that he may be saying to his father. He says, Dad, let me get this straight. You want me to let these people arrest me, accuse me of something I did not do. Beat me all night long, accuse me all day in the morning, put a crown of thorns on my head, rip my skin off my body. Then I'm going to have to be on a cross, and and they're not going to tie me to the cross. They're going to nail me to this cross, and I'm going to have to be up there for three hours, suffocating, suffering, naked, bleeding, dying a death that they they deserve for some people that may never choose you. And God says yes. Somebody say pain. This is unfortunate pain. The Bible says he went back three times to plead with the father. Lord, please let this cup pass from me. Jesus didn't want to go through with it. And even when Jesus never referred, even in that moment, Jesus never referred back to his divinity during his suffering. He never went back and to say, well, I am God. I'm God in the flesh. I don't have to go through this. He never referred back to his divinity. He was real human in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was just like us. Jesus has patience, perseverance, endurance, long-suffering, patiently awaiting this moment. Think about his life, 30 years of preparation, 30 years of preparation. He grew up a little boy. Mary raised him, He became a man, 30 years of his life, three years of public ministry. He preaches the gospel for three years, tells stories, leads leads people to his father. Sees people get healed, opens blind eyes, opens deaf ears, three years of public ministry, all for three hours of pain. For one purpose. Jesus knew life could be painful, but he also knew that pain has a purpose. Somebody say pain. It hurts, but it helps. And if we have to go through it, we might as well use it. Why? Romans chapter five, uh, verse three says this. We gladly suffer because we know that suffering helps us to endure. And endurance builds character, which gives us a hope that will never disappoint us. And all of this happens because God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our hearts with his love. If you're taking notes, write this down. God will never deliver you from what he wants to develop you in. God will never, de- God will never deliver you from what He wants to develop you in. Pastor Will, what do, what do you mean by that? You might be praying for God to take you out of a certain environment, out of a certain relationship, out of a certain situation. He will not take you out of it because He will use it to develop you. He will use the pain in your life to produce something in you. Unfortunately, we think that a relationship with Jesus means we're exempt from pain. You think the moment you give your life to Jesus, you'll never feel heartache. Pastor Will, when I got saved, I just knew I'm I'm never going to struggle again. Not temptation, not lust, not lying, not stealing, not cussing. I'm good. I'm brand new. That's not how this works. You still will feel pain. You still will struggle. So what happens is we don't have a a plan for our pain because we don't believe we're ever going to get hurt. But we need to realize God can, he will, and he has used any pain in your life, regardless of the cause or the source. Somebody say pain. God will not deliver you from what He wants to develop you in, and all throughout scripture after every anointing I'm telling you guys I've read the Bible a few times. Pastor Mark will tell you the same thing all throughout scripture after every anointing in the Bible, it was followed by an attack. You will go through pain every time God favors somebody in his in the, in the life in their life in the Bible he often allows them to also be frustrated. Every success in the Bible is followed by a struggle. Every advancement in the Bible is followed by an affliction. And we cannot celebrate the resurrection without also recognizing the suffering of the crucifixion. The Bible communicates clearly that we will all experience pain. Somebody say pain. We've taught you how to thank God for the breakthrough, but we haven't told you how to stand when life is breaking you. We teach you how to worship, how to pray, how to give. But have we taught you how to stand up and stand firm when you feel pain? When it comes to purpose and pain, the two aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, they are connected because you cannot have one without the other. You cannot have purpose without pain. When it comes to purpose, you will experience pain. For example, it was purpose that made David run to the front lines to fight Goliath. But it was painful when his own father didn't think he was good enough to be anointed king. If you don't know the story, you should go read 1 Samuel. Samuel comes to David's house. David's dad's house. Jesse. David has other brothers. Jesse calls all the other brothers. David is out in the field tending sheep. If you're not familiar with this part of the story. And then he calls all the brothers in and Samuel's going through the lineup and he's waiting on the he's waiting on God to speak to him. And every brother from the oldest all the way down to the youngest before they get to David, God said, not him. Not him, not him. It was purpose that drew David, that drove David to the to fight Goliath. But it was pain for him to come home and his, come home and his own father not accept him to believe that he was a, should be anointed king. Let me give you another example. It was purpose that made Joseph dream, but it was painful to have your own brother sell you into slavery. Joseph had a dream. He believed he believed this dream. He taught, he thought the best people to tell I could tell my family my dream. Clearly, they won't kill me for my dream, but it was pain that his brother sold him into slavery. It was purpose that took Jesus to the cross, but it was painful to endure the crucifixion. But according to the Bible, it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. Somebody say pain. Pain is hard. And I find it interesting because I'll meet people and they want the favor that is on my life, that is on Lindsay and I's life. But they don't want my fight. They want the favor that's on my life, but they don't want our fight. They want my purpose, but they don't want my pain. They they, they want where I'm at, but they don't want what I've been through. And it's not just about me. It's the same goes for you. People want to be where you are, but they don't want your pain. They want to sit in your seat, but not deal with your struggle. People don't know what you're what you're having to go through to get where you are, to be who you are. I like to say it this way. Now, people like the parts of my life that are the amen moments, but they hate the ouch moments. For example, in a few weeks after Lindsay and I go on family vacation, I'm going to go back to Oregon. I'm going to get to speak to the the students of Oregon. And it's awesome at a youth convention. And it's really all because of you guys that you you really actually allow me to go, because if it wasn't for you, I mean, you know, we we have other leaders that are capable, capable of doing what I do every single week. But you guys allow me to travel and you still come every single week because it's not about me. But I have I have friends, I have other youth pastors. They'll see, "Oh, Will, you're going to Oregon, you're going you're going across the world. You're doing all this, you're doing all that." They want my pain, but they don't know how I developed this. They don't know the years of silence and being frustrated that I felt like nobody uh, I felt like I was hidden and God told me, "No, you're protected." Somebody say pain. In fact, I want you to write this down. Your greatest purpose will come out of your deepest pain. Your greatest purpose will come out of your deepest pain. I'm getting ready to close, but here's why I'm telling you this. The reason I believe in your generation so much is because somebody believed in me. When I was 15, 16, 17 years old, there was a man that believed in me. And in the season of my life where I was going through my greatest pain, I realize now that the place of my greatest pain has revealed my greatest purpose. I get to speak to versions of me that I wish somebody would have for my life. I get to speak into your life. I get to call you to purpose. I get to call you up to higher standards. It's the call of God that's on your life. And what happens is we get so focused on avoiding pain that we miss purpose. You get so focused on on avoiding. I don't want to hurt, Pastor Will. I don't want to feel this anymore that you miss the purpose that God has on your life. You will have pain because if all we had was comfort, we would never grow. If all you felt was comfort, you would never grow. Life can be painful, but pain produces something in us. Somebody say pain. I don't want you to waste your pain. Don't give your pain permission to rule your life. So many of us think it's easier to live with pain because you've gotten used to it. We've talked about this with with harboring unforgiveness. You think you, you think you're you're strong because you've gotten used to it. You think it makes you better, but unprocessed pain does nothing but make you bitter. Because if you do, you'll date from your pain. I mean, I talk to a lot of you. I see some of you with your little boyfriend, your little boo thing. He's the one, Pastor Will. No, he's not because you date from pain. You don't know my life. You don't know what he be telling me. I I do know because I was him. You date from pain. Or you do this. You love from pain. Well, Pastor Will, if I can't be with him, nobody else can be with him. Pain. And then or you you're afraid to really give them your heart because it's been broken so many times. You love from pain or here's another one. You see through your pain. I can't be friends with them, Pastor Will. You know, my group, the other group I was hanging out with, I told them some secrets, but they told everybody. And I know I can't trust nobody else. You start seeing life through pain. Oh, I'm not going to apply to that college. My best friend didn't get into it. I know I can't get into it. So you see life through pain of their rejection. So you won't even apply yourself. Pain. Here's another one. You continually live with your pain. Your greatest purpose will often come out of your deepest pain. God never said we'll live a pain free life, but He did say this. We read it earlier. And we know that God causes everything. Somebody say everything. He causes everything. Somebody say everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. For them, you are called according to his purpose. Two more things. God leads us through our pain, but he doesn't leave us there. He leads us through our pain, but he doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave us in it. And we're going to call that pain formation. It's when God develops us through pain. That's all he's going to do with your life. He's going to develop you through uncomfortable seasons, through uncomfortable situations he's always going to be making something produce in your life and it oftentimes happens through pain lastly I want you to write this down because I'm going to get ready to pray over you but you may not know this but healing hurts healing hurts Pastor Will what do you mean by that? I'll prove it to you Isaiah 53 5 but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Healing hurts. Our healing hurt Jesus. The healing that you sit in, the healing that you walk in, whether mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, the healing that we experience came from the pain of Jesus. Healing hurts. That's why I believe there's a lot of people walking around numb and not healed because they've learned to live with pain. They've mistaken a high tolerance for pain with being healed. And the truth is, you're not strong, you're stubborn. Oh, it didn't hurt that bad. Doesn't mean it didn't hurt. And not only that, not only does the pain really hurt. When was the last time you said to God, this really hurts? Father, I'm really struggling. I don't want to go through this, but not my will, your will be done.